another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? I didn't think you'd be able to bring that kind of energy. I barely did. I have time faking it. <laughs> Based on how you walked in, you're Saint looking Patrick's like a Day bag birthday. of shit. This is, uh, you just are looking straight out of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Well, I dyed my beard orange. It's like off blonde. It's like brown. Yeah, it was the cheap, the cheapest fucking dye you can get from Walmart. $7.97. The rollback, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... You put those chemicals that are hard to breathe right under your mouth for about half an hour. Or about two hours, I think it took. Yeah, well, then it didn't really work. And then we tried peroxide and like bleach or like peroxide and, and baking soda. And baking soda. Because we're making a grade seven science experiment. Yeah, that's basically what. And it just clumped on my beard and turned to like icicles. And now I, I have, and then I shaved the mustache because I didn't want to do the mustache because that's right under your nose. So I got like this Dagestani wrestler face going on. Yeah, like off season. <laughs> What's off season? Like you're not right about to fight. Oh no, I'm definitely not at my <laughs> fighting weight. I gotta do Get a cut. To do. <laughs> gotta do a cut, cut. And not just your wrist this time, you know. And uh, yes, yeah, so the St. Patrick's Day was a great success. It's pretty fun. I'm not- Wild comedy show. Oh, yeah, Which you would expect. There was I broke that. up our relationship in the front row. Don't heckle me. I'll fucking ruin your life, dude. Oh, that was hilarious. It was funny. There is no retelling it, but uh, <laughs> a girl was banging her boss, and that didn't work out for the guy who kept heckling me. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Kyle was like, calling him a creepy boss. You're a creepy boss. I just named boss. him creepy boss. And then... The more questions he answered, the worse things started to look for him. And this girl slowly realized, like, oh, yeah, I guess he is a creepy boss. Like, in real time, while the whole audience laughed in this guy's face. Yeah, that was ah, fun. that was fun. Fuck, you know what we never talked about? Mm. And I've refrained from really asking too much. You went to Burt Kreischer. Oh, yeah. I went to Burt Kreischer. How was know. he? Was he all the hype? They live up. To he was them? a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Because I thought he was going to suck. Really? Yeah. Well, I also thought it was at Prospera, which is like... He's like kind of up your alley. He's like a hype comic, you know? That's not my alley. I feel like you would like that. I feel like you'd sit there get hammered and and ride the wave. I often get compared to Burt Kreischer. I I think Burt Kreischer sucks, kind of, as a comedian. I'm getting compared Mm, to him all the time. Wait, how good do you think you are? Uh, Well... Better than Burt Kreischer? No, I'm obviously... I mean... Yeah, I think I'm better in Burkhardt. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that machine I'm story honest. is legendary, though. Oh, yeah, it's all time. <laughs> he d- he fucking did it, too, and it was hilarious. He started doing it, and I was like, he's really going to do this? And then he, he says, uh, yeah, when you see Jimmy Buffett, you think he's not going to do Cheeseburger in Paradise? Of course I'm fucking doing it. Like, answered the question <laughs> I didn't ask. And Yeah, he was a lot better than I thought. He had a bunch of stuff I hadn't seen, so I kind of thought he was just kind of touring on... I don't know his first thing. Really? There was. Ha- I was hoping he got better. I mean, like he's been touring for so long. He did like ninety minutes. I've and he's friends with all the best comedians in the world, so they for sure punch up all his shit. Yeah. But uh, he did like ninety minutes, which I thought was too long. The guy Ian Bag, his opener, Canadian guy, was mm-hmm. by far the funniest. Yeah. Yeah, he was hilarious. Where's he from? Um, like Prince Rupert or something. He's a BC guy. Okay. Yeah, he was. Where's he? Where's he live now? Vancouver. I have no idea. No idea. He might have even been on tour with Bert. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, 
So this was like the only can to stop or something. Oh, Kelowna? Kelowna, yeah. And I guess this was his first time here, and he said, like, I'm coming back. But yeah, stadium comedy shows. I've been to, like, Just for Laughs gala there, and I saw another, one other comedian. I refuse to see almost anything in an arena like, now. Yeah. None of it's fun. Music's barely fun, and the acoustics are better for music. Yeah. I went to see my Catalica. And well, when the, all we were getting music in Winnipeg when we first got the arena, I went to see everything, and it was all brand new, and I had no chance, so everything was awesome to me. Yeah, and then I went to see Metallica, like let's say six years later after all like the hype wore off. And I was like, all right, don't have good seats, like I'm not front row or anything. This kind of sucks, dick. If you're not on the floor, <clears throat> I don't understand what it the sucks. point is yeah. going. With, like I've watched stuff from the stands, and <clears throat> you kind of look. It's as if you're watching people watch a concert. Yeah. And I, honestly, I snuck down to the floor because I had friends down there. and It wasn't that hard. And then I was like, I don't want to go in the mosh pit either. But so then I'm like, what am I fucking doing here? It's all- I'm watching a big screen hearing Metallica. <laughs> you want to go in the mosh pit. But Metallica is like so mainstream that like you get a lot of like people who don't know what they're doing in there. So you get either the way too try hard guys or the not try hard enough guys, and both are bad. Because mm-hmm. they're the try hard guys are like just anyone like, who windmill punches. I want to kick you right in the fucking teeth. I That's not a thing anymore. Nobody dude. really if you're does still that. doing it. <laughs> I think it's like hardcore shows. I think the Lorna Shore mosh pit might be insane. I don't it, know. What, it might be. I don't know what's going to happen there. I might. I better start training for that. <laughs> That's coming up I'm soon. I'm so right? fat. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you at now? I don't have a scale, but I'm imagining. Hold on one sec. Like two fifteen. You have a scale. Kyle's gone to the bathroom to get a scale. Kyle wants We're to know. Look how giddy Kyle is. Talking to the microphone. Well, we're seeing, we did this once before. We're seeing how much progress we made. We've been drinking, we've been training, we've been drinking a lot of Long Islands. We've been getting that sugar in. I got my, we've been getting that, yeah, so that's an extra, what, two pounds? It's like four pounds with my, 214 with my jeans. Not bad, Louis. And a big sweater on. I think, I I think I'm right around 210 naked. I've been getting girthy too. I used to think if I was going to fight, like, I was never going to, but like, yeah. you know, just like, what You're would fighting. I fight at? I think I'd have to fight at 170. <laughs> and and those to, guys are still fucking huge. You'd have to way. fight George St. Pierre. So let's see. Kyle's weighing himself now. Oh my God. What does he weigh? <laughs> Holy shit. What's the number? I need to, I need to go on a cut. What's the number? Jesus fucking Christ. Guess what it is? 201. I'm 200 pounds <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> Do I look like a fat piece of shit right now? A little bit. I'm 15 pounds overweight. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. I'm 20, I'm 20, uh, 30 pounds overweight. I, Jesus I feel like I'm, I'm in shape at like 180, like like good shape. I'm pretty heavy for myself. God damn. Well, that was eye-opening. So what are we going to do about that? Probably nothing. I'm 10 pounds heavier <clears> than you and six inches shorter. <laughs> you're, you're the perfect leprechaun this weekend. It was great. The only ironic part is you don't have any money. No gold. I am, I'm a multi-thousandaire. <laughs> multi-thousandaire, that's right. I think. Actually, I've, I've been... You've been really burning through the Long Islands lately, so... Frivolously spending. <laughs> yeah. um, what's happening, Kyle? I don't know. The banks are collapsing. What the fuck is that? Like, I just keep reading about banks collapsing, and nobody seems to care. I know how the first one's happened. Okay, but... 
Isn't that like terrible? Isn't yeah. that like the beginning of this apocalypse I've been raving about for three years now? For well, actually forever. It's the beginning of a recession that was inevitable when you inflate the dollar that much. Okay, Everyone was like, this is coming, right? 2008 was supposed to be this horrible thing and it really didn't affect my life that much. What's going to be about that? Okay, well, that didn't affect my life it, at well, all. That's all that's going to happen. That's fine. I don't have any money. That's Hey, I have a whole bit about that, dude. But I was thinking, you think it's just going to be that? If banks around the world fail, usually then there's giant wars right after that, right? Isn't that historic? Well, speaking? how many? How ma- What percentage of the major banks would have to fail before that happens? Because we're not, we're not nearing a major percentage yet. Banks, you, banks you know fail saying? all the time? <clears throat> Is this just normal? Uh, not at this rate, but yes, <laughs> banks fail. You get over leveraged and you have people taking more money out than you have in assets. You got to cash out your assets. And if you're taking a loss on the assets, now you go under. And that's what happened. That's how banks make their money. That's why I go to a credit union, dude. They can never fail. (laughs) I own my bank. I have a $5 share. I'm a bank owner. Yeah, they're never going to (laughs) fail. Yeah, nothing's going to fail, dude. So uh, from my understanding is how this worked is since inflation went up, they're trying to slow down inflation by raising interest rates. So when the... They, the government gives out treasury bonds, right? So that's a, that's a bond that's going to inflate. The old ones were 1% over the course of, I don't know if it's 1% a you year. You buy it and or you 1% get 1% total. of your money At the end back. of the bond. Yeah. Right? 1% profit. So it's considered a very safe investment. But they can also be traded on the open market before they, get, before they have to be fulfilled, right? Okay. Because you only get your money back. It's like a loan. You're yeah. loaning the U.S. government money. They give you a guaranteed return. Okay, and you get that in the form of a bond. Well, since the inflation went up, and then they had to try and compensate by raising interest rates, which is just reckless, but needed to be done at a certain point, but probably not when the economy's. I don't. I don't know any better than that. But it's. I know people were saying it was bad that they were so low years ago and shit. They're like, this is going to lead to something bad, and then when it happens, you're like, oh no, you're trying to catch up. You're already drowning. So. We're in the middle of the ocean. We're all drowning. We're all going to die. Apocalypse now, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was they released new bonds because the interest rates went up like nationally and globally, honestly. So they released new bonds at 5%. So the new bonds that the Treasury was releasing were 5%, which kind of made the old bonds worthless until they had to be fulfilled. You're still going to get your 1% return, but if you have to trade that bond on the open market, it's not worth even its face value because you can get a 5% return bond now. And these small percentages over the course of billions of dollars. Well, that's how the banks make their money on your money. Yeah. Yeah. And those are bonds are very safe traditionally, unless something like this happens. So So what happens was the the liquidity got low. People got scared. The rumors went out that it was getting low. People started mass taking out their money, which is always bad for banks in general. And then what happened was they had to cash in those bonds at a loss, and they defaulted. So now what? Uh, I know Roku had a quarter of a billion in the Silicon Valley Bank, the company Roku. Yeah, a lot of people did. Does that mean just you just you lost that money? Yeah, the government guarantees up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the average person, if they had it in a bank, the government yeah. will guarantee that against you losing it, up to two hundred fifty grand, as far as I understand. But any major company, here's the thing. The people who have the billions of dollars that might that they might lose are the ones who get to write the policies. So are they going to really lose it or are they going to get bailed out again on everyone's money, thus inflating the dollar even more? Probably. 
Because why would they lose billions of dollars when they could just rewrite policy like they always do? Because oh, it's bad. Because those. But they things- don't care about you <laughs> at all. And you're like, okay, we both don't have any money, right? Yeah. And I have a joke where I actually have oh way less than I have, so I'm yeah. like making money. Yeah. But really, we're both just losing buying power aggressively. To the point where we're not going to be able to afford to buy anything in 10 years. I knew this. Yeah. I, I, I already, like, I'm planning for this by doing nothing. That's how, that's my planning. Well, the, the planning for it would be by buying assets. No, no. Buying and holding assets, building value in some company. Yeah, something. but there's the other type of planning, which is just, like, doing nothing and then saying, I told you so. That's my fucking thing. Dude, every... every Somewhat related. Yeah. I don't understand how people can just think the exact opposite thing as me. <laughs> It's been driving me nuts. I've been watching Ukrainian war footage all morning. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, how You can't there... imagine another perspective is what you're saying? I, I just don't... What's it like always being right? I know. That's mind? what I mean. That's crazy. That's what I mean. I just... I got into it with this guy at work who thinks like Putin is like doing the right thing and he's fighting the you whole... You don't understand that perspective? I don't understand it at all. Well, before Putin, Russia was in a much worse economical situation. Like in the 80s, 70s? Okay. And he dragged them out of it with a lot of good policy. There's that. A lot of good national policy. So when you're starving to death, Mm -hmm. and then a guy comes in and brings you food, and then continues to bring you food for 30 fucking years, and then you're allowed to buy stuff, you're going to be like, this guy makes better decisions than me. I'm talking about a guy in Canada, Kyle, who's reading the same news that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So how does that guy come to the conclusion there's I guess a whole, I, I can give you a bunch of answers. How? Well, there's like well, a whole the QAnon is, evangelical well, the Ukraine, sect. The Ukraine. There's an evangelical <clears throat> sect of Christianity that's like the pro-Putin side. Well, I'll tell you. I, I think I have a, at least a p- fraction of the explanation. I, I don't know the whole thing at all. Okay. But during the... Every time a significant event happens in the world... Mm-hmm. It gets reported on very polarizingly by every network that has an invested interest in it. Yeah. So they really, really were like, Russia's the only one doing bad stuff. Ukraine's never done anything bad ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is not true. Ukraine's had a lot of troubles with all, even internal conflicts. I watched that documentary of uh, Ukraine on fire in 2014, how they uh, kind of, th- those elections and the riots and the tons super, of corruption so bad Zelensky is not the greatest guy in the world he's he seems fine it's but he's not the greatest guy in the world and <laughs> I root for him because he's a comedian fighting a fucking that war. does seem crazy that he also insane. seems he also seems a little corrupt to me yeah on the face have you seen some of his th- I went and watched some of his bits I want to see if he no, was I funny. never did there's <laughs> no way he was funny he's got like Dressing in, he's basic. I, it's all in Ukrainian, so I can't understand it. But like, he's dressed in drag, like doing like Chippendales SNL sketches, fucking that type of shit. Well, that's the thing. The whole world has, like, unless you're in North America specifically, mm-hmm. the whole world has passed you in comedy. And I mean, <laughs> including the UK. They're still dressing in drag. That was funny 60 years ago. That was the funniest thing in the world 60 years ago. But there's like, there's life cycles to things, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. We are light years ahead in comedy. Like, like somehow Canada specifically is like just slightly higher than the U.S. too per capita. They have way more people. Yeah, but like per capita, funnier comedians come. We don't take ourselves as seriously as those. We do now. That's what the problem. That's what I liked about Canada. You could say whatever you wanted about anything we did. We were like, oh, we're just okay. We're all right. 
Hey. We do do those things. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. We're hey, really I- fucking weird. I liked it that it was like cohesive. We were the nice guys of the world, you know? And if you get labeled something like that, you kind of started fulfilling the destiny of it, too. It's you know? great. So that's, I like that. I do feel a com- compulsion to be like extra polite when I'm, you know, whenever I go to <laughs> right? Sweden and shit, I'm always like a good Canadian guy trying to represent Canada well. But also, we do a lot of extra polite things that they don't do in the States. And I didn't notice that till I went there. Yeah. Like just basic stuff like holding the door open for people when they're like a few steps away is just a hundred percent of people do that in Canada. Yeah. It's like ninety eight percent. Yeah. No one does that in the States. <laughs> so it's kinda like shit like that. Um Okay, so do you remember what we read about last week, Kyle? No, but wasn't there one more thing oh, about the Ukraine? Oh yeah, no, just like the the government's report. I mean the, yeah. the fucking CNN reports something, and then as soon as there's a deviation, because they are lying. Yeah, they're lying by omission. CNN. Yeah. Or the or they're just blatantly lying, small lie, and then that guy sees that lie and goes, "Everything they said's now a lie." <laughs> Putin's not bad. Everything they said's a lie. Putin's a good guy. He's being propagandized against. Yeah. And you can draw all these conclusions, and they're not even wrong instincts. They're just taking it to. They're just taking it too far. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. He had Ryan Long on there, and Ryan Long said uh, his mom watches the news, like CNN and Fox, and thinks they're both news. And she- <laughs> I saw that clip. That's so funny. She's like, "It's the news." She doesn't the, understand. The news is really disagreeing with itself. Like, is he a bad guy or is he a good guy? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so last week we read about the wickedness of Joe Ash. Do you remember what he did, Kyle? No. He killed. Refresh me. He killed uh, Johedada's son. He killed him. Stoned him to death. How come? And God was mad. Um, because, I don't know, he says he doesn't remember his, the kindness that was shown to him. Jehoda remember, Shepherd, like, saved him from being killed. And then he was crowned king at seven. Now he grew up and killed the other guy's kid. Hmm. So... God didn't like that, and then the Arameans came down and wiped them didn't out. Didn't like it, but chose not to stop it either. So now we have a new. Now we've we're flashing forward in time again. The next guy is Am- Amazia, Am- Amaziah, Amaziah. How would you pronounce this? <laughs> I know 25. you're wrong, but I know I'm gonna be also wrong. I think it's Amazia. Amazia. That's it looks like amazing, it. but it's there's H's in it. And yeah, it ends in an H. <laughs> A-H, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Amazia. Amazia. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. A reasonable age. That is reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable. He could probably get some life experience by that point. And... His mother's name was Jehodin. Jehodin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. After the- <laughs> no, he did the right thing, but he didn't really mean it. <laughs> After- he didn't love doing it, and I know your heart. Damn, you just did the things I, you thought I wanted you to do, and you were right, but you didn't enjoy doing it. Oh, my God. So I've been reading on uh, the True Christian subreddit about uh, John Wesley's theology and john wesley believed that you could become such a good christian that you could transcend sin it's like you could just be perfectly 
a good Christian. Like if you believed it hard enough mm-hmm. and you lived your life well, eventually you could transcend the the urge to sin at all and you could become like Christ like, like a person. Oh, in Christian. any way. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I mean, yeah, because he's a human being. So this poor guy. Why wouldn't you believe that, though? It says you can in the Bible, essentially. It does, there is Bible verses to back that up. But this poor guy that's writing the post is like, I've been chasing this doctrine of perfect perfection. And he's going, the guy's literally going insane. Like, I can't do this. I must be a bad Christian. I feel like I should just kill myself. Like it, this, <laughs> Which would also make me a bad Christian, which would also make me go to hell. And he's, he's trapped in a loop. He's going to hell. See, the problem is the conclusion he's going to accept is the conclusion that we've already accccepted is that you can't control it and we're all fucked. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which sucks. Because you're like, there's salvation at the end of this. That's the thing he's trying to crack. And then once you find out there isn't <laughs> and that we're all fucked, and that if there is, you're definitely going to hell. That's that's tough to swallow. That's actually worse, actually. If this is true, like most people are definitely going to hell. Oh, almost, almost literally everybody. That's why they there's there's Christians that just re up every single day, just living in fear of dying and going to hell. And they're like, by the way, God, I just want to apologize once again, <laughs> invite you in one more time. I know I said some shit like even ten minutes ago. Please, please forget about that and let me back in. Imagine living your life in constant fear like that. You'd have to. I guess the people is that, that would... good for society? Like, is that like a positive? For is society. That what we want? I don't know. Well, there's a whole type of Christian that just lives in constant fear of hell and God and sin. There's like more people that believe in astrology now than Jesus. Do you think Jesus. that makes people behave better or worse? Clearly worse. Worse. Really? Yeah. Because they would say, I would say there's a lot of people that come to the opposite conclusion that fucking if everyone is, is in fear of God and sin, that people, society would be safer. And That's better. what I meant. <clears throat> You think it's that so it is good to, to have people living in fear of God. Honestly, I am I've always been under the opinion that morality is created. People think you're born in with and have a moral compass. Yeah, human beings do fucking god awful shit to each other and feel nothing about it, depending on what society you're born into. There's no it's made up, it's mostly it's made, made up. up on a survival basis. So if you go, I don't want you to do fucked up shit to me. But and we have cognitive understanding that we control our destiny a little bit. Yeah. At least we think we do. Yeah. Unless we live in a fucking Elon Musk simulation. <laughs> but if, if we do think that, then we can control our behavior towards other people and we can categorize some of the bad people and put them away. The, the people we consider most likely to do a other than average person harm. Yeah. And then we can kind of live in that society. But that's constructed morality based on the fear of someone doing that to you. That isn't base morality. So I think replacing the re- religion with all this other horseshit, which it is being replaced with, mm-hmm. it's not a void that's just sitting there empty. It's being filled with all this crap. It's being filled with conspiracy theory, yoga, and fucking <laughs> astrology. Is that better? No. I don't think so. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think it is. Uh, it's like my my highest ethic when I first started this was like, I hope less people believe this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then the society is like falling apart. I'm like, I kind of wish more people <laughs> believe this nonsense. We're going to double hell, dude. <laughs> Even if God's not real, we're making society worse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
okay. just why can't everyone just find it funny? Yeah, <laughs> that is the solution. Just find it funny. You don't know anything. You're dumber than you think you are, and everything's kind of funny if you think about it. It, it is pretty funny. And look, we can take the good advice. Yeah, be nice to people. Sure. Yeah. Turn the other cheek. Yeah, that's fine. Good and stuff. Fucking kill the gays. <laughs> Whoa. God. What? What? <laughs> that's not one of the main ones. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, where were we? So he did was right. But, oh, but speaking not... of the gays, I got to tell you something. <laughs> okay. My sister calls me. Speaking of the gays. <laughs> she called me yesterday, and she has an issue with her car. So obviously, she's a radical feminist, so she calls a man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I got her. Well, actually, she found the car, but me and my dad went out and got it for her, inspected it, all that stuff. <laughs> and there was... Uh, an issue that the lady made very it was a, she babied it <coughs> there's an issue in the in the manifold gasket it allowed a little oil to bypass and it would leak okay very slowly but you would have to top oil up mm-hmm. probably every once every month or two mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't get low she knew that but instead she heard it those words mm-hmm. they didn't make sense to her at the time apparently mm-hmm. so we so i found out today she didn't have any oil and just drove her car just drove it until it burned out all the oil. So she t- calls me yesterday and goes, my car won't start. And it says it's low on oil. And I'm like, well, you've had that problem. When's the last time you put oil in it? Oh, never. I'm like, okay, Jesse, that's really bad. That's like the one thing you can't do to a car is run it out of oil. Metal on metal's not good. So It'd be like a human without any blood. Yeah, it'd be like running without cartilage between your knees. It's just bone on bone. It's like an old person. That's that's how they walk versus how a 20-year-old walks. That's exactly it. So then I go, okay, so what you're going to have to do is check how much, check if there's any oil. She's like, and also I've been checking the dipstick wrong. I've been checking the wrong one this whole time. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So you've been checking the transmission fluid. And she's like, I think so. It's like, do you know which one is the oil now, though? She's like, yes. I was like, check that. See if it shows any oil on the dipstick. She's like, no. I'm like, okay, fuck. So don't try and start it again. Stop doing that. Go. She's in Vancouver, so won't, she won't have to go too far. Go somewhere. Gas get station. some oil. Yeah. Pour it in. Look at the dipstick. As soon as it's you see oil on the dipstick, let's just start from there. Okay. So she goes, she gets a big five liter jug, four and a half quarts, whatever. I told her to put, I was like, if it's not even showing up on the dipstick, minimum one quart. Mm -hmm. She puts two quarts in, checks the dipstick. I'm on the phone with her while Mm -hmm. she's doing this. Checks the dipstick. She's like, it's not showing up. I'm like, oh, fuck, you ran it bone dry. That thing probably holds only four liters of oil. It's a small, three and a half, right? So if it's not showing up, you got another liter left. So I was like, okay, what should I do? And I'm like, put in, put in a quart, a liter more, and then check. And then, and then that should show up. So she, she does, she tells me she does that. And then she checks. She's like, it's still not showing up. And I'm like, okay, what, how are you doing this? And she's like, well, I did what you said. I filled it all the way to the top and it started spilling over. I'm like, all the way to the top? She filled oil to the top of the engine till you couldn't put any more oil in it. And she's like, is that bad? I'm like, yeah, if you start it, literally things will explode. There's nowhere for the pressure to go. 
The oil pressure will be through the roof. Do not touch it again. And I was like, you said you were checking the dipstick. She's like, I was. <laughs> I'm like, how? She's like, I was pulling it out. You know, she's like, and she's getting frustrated and starts getting mad at me. She's like, well, she, you, she, you, it's hard to see how it is. I'm like, it's all hard to see. There's two lines and it says empty and full at the end of the dipstick. She's like, oh, I was like, what were you doing? She was just like, I was just lifting up a little bit because like, it goes all the way down. It's yeah. like three feet long yeah. and the things on the end. She's lifting it up like a couple inches. Be like, nope, don't see oil yet. <laughs> all because she wouldn't just ask me. She make, she really makes it seem like she knows how to do something because she doesn't want to seem like an incapable woman mm-hmm. when it comes to cars. But she learned the lesson that she is because it turns out you don't know how to do something automatically, Jesse. So, uh, so she instead of just asking me, hey, I don't know right how now? to check my oil. Does she have a car right now? I told her not to touch it again and take it to a mechanic. I was yeah. like, get it towed. Yeah. Do not touch it. Tell them everything. Make sure they don't try and start it. Yeah. Because they're going to have to drain the oil. See if there's any metal in it, to be honest. Just refer him to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> but it was just one thing after another. Just so that I can do it myself. Just that mentality that, I'm sorry to say it, women have. Especially attractive women who've lived their life. Just people saying everything they do is good. They just think they can do stuff. Without ever having to learn how to do it. How do you think you know how to do something without ever having to learn how to do it? I don't understand that. I... I just assume I can't do anything. I'm like, this will probably be That's a better assumption. Pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I just thought that was kind of funny. I feel bad for her, though, but okay. I love her to death. But so we're talking about... dumb, little dumb Jess. Amaziah. He's following the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. After the kingdom was firmly in his control, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. So his the last king got murdered, and he executes them. Yet he did not put their sons to death, but acted in accordance with what is written in the law of the book of Moses. For the Lord commanded, fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children put to death Since for, their when? Fa- for their fathers. Since when? That's like one of the main things. Seven generations. Well, Since when is that a thing? He's, he's, and when did, did Moses actually say that? Uh... I mean, Are they referencing an actual thing? Because God definitely said the exact fucking opposite. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure God was talking through Moses. <laughs> Moses wasn't just saying his opinion. Uh, we'd have to go back and read Numbers and Leviticus. But, but I think they made a, like some sort of... Th- here's the thing. What they actually do... Because Korah and his whole family got put to death. David's son got put to death. So God's been doing Multiple this. Multiple times they've like killed the children and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But this and then time, God goes, look what you did. Remember that one guy who did something bad? You're all getting punished. <laughs> well, this time they didn't, and it's like we—that's we, been our policy since the beginning. Just so you know, despite evidence to the contrary, really rewriting the rules over and over again. There, God. <laughs> Amaziah called the people of Judah together and assigned them according to their families to commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, all, all for Judah and Benjamin. He mustered those 20 years old or more and found that there were 300,000 men ready for military service. Did we, already, we read this. And then he had... You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> no. I, I went and listened to the end of the last one. Um, 300,000 men ready for military service, able to handle, handle a spear and shield. He also hired 100,000 fighting men from Israel for 100 talents of silver. That is uh, three and three-quarter cunt tons or 3.4 metric tons of silver 
Three quarter cunts. A lot of silver. <laughs> That's not what I said. Um, a hundred thousand fighting men. So you got three point one four met or three point four metric tons. How much is going to per soldier there? Divided by a thousand. Hundred thousand. Three point four metric tons divided by a hundred thousand. Yeah. So a thousand kilograms is a ton. Yeah. In metric. Yeah. So it's just. So it's very cross little. Cross off a, a lot of zeros. So what is the answer, Kyle? I'm too dumb. Do the math for me, please. Okay, so it's a hundred thousand. <laughs> so it's one one hundredth. So it's point zero three tons a person. Point zero three. Yeah, but how much or is zero, that? Zero, three. Huh? How, how I don't know. <laughs> 30 kilograms a person, something like that. <laughs> That's quite a bit. You're getting 30 kilos of si- uh, silver. Uh, but a man of God came to him and said, so this is a prophet talking to the king now. O king, these troops from Israel must not march with you, for the Lord is not with Israel. What? Why would God not be with Israel? I thought they were his guys. <clears throat> not with any of the people of Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy. For God has the power to help or to overthrow. Just so you know, mm-hmm. God has that power. Unlimited power. It's kind of redundant to say. God but, has the power to do that. And, well, literally well they, uh, they often bring up that God does bad shit. God has the power to make a new planet and make a new Adam and Eve and start the whole thing over again, too. So. <laughs> he does. He does. It, but... It's interesting to me that they point out that God's like, look, I do bad shit sometimes. Just so you know, I can do, I can harm you or I can help you. Just heads up. Yeah, based on whether I like you in the moment. But modern day Christianity only celebrates God doing good things ever. They That's because we got rid of the sacrifices. <laughs> That's What do you give to him now? Well, Your money? He killed himself, which was his son, for... It's a dumb... For our sins, and now we no longer have to sacrifice. No. Um, Isaiah asked... Well, our time on Sundays. Yes. He likes that. Which you can... Well, you get infinite time later, so it's worth it. It's (laughs) It's a good point. It's a good trade. Uh, Amaziah asked the man of God, but what about about the hundred talents I paid for the Israelites' troops? But I paid for it already, these schmucks. (laughs) The man of God replied, the Lord can give you much more than that. So he's like, don't worry about it. God's going to cover it. God's going to yeah, cover the tab. Give us, a, give us a penny. We'll give you a pound. For the mercenaries. Um, the man of God. Uh, I so, like how by God's going to give you more than that. Don't worry. When we rape and pillage, there'll be in more than that there is what that means. <laughs> no, God, God gave that to us. <laughs> they used to have it and then we <clears> killed <throat> them and God gave it to us. Yeah. When you're ripping the baby out of a pregnant lady. There will be a pile of gold beside her, probably. <laughs> That's you can just have that. So Amaziah dis- dismi- uh, dismissed the troops who had come with him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were furious with Judah and left for home in a great rage. That's not good. 100,000 angry mercenaries leaving them behind you. I don't know if that's a good policy. Uh, Amaziah then marshaled his strength and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where he killed 10,000 men of Seir. The army of Judah also captured 10,000 men alive and took them to the top of a cliff and threw them down so they were dashed to pieces. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> that you'd go through all that effort. Why capture them and make them walk up to you a cliff? You ever seen 10,000 push- guys jump off a cliff, Kyle? Eventually, I would, I'm interested to eventually, know what that- Eventually, after the first 500, people are surviving. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're landing in You're piles. You're landing in piles of bodies and bones. You're surviving that. 
Jesus Christ, that would be horrible. Imagine- Human beings are kind of soft. You stack up 500 of them, you're making that. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I think you're doing it. Well, a couple people probably did. Imagine actually fucking landing that, breaking your arms and legs, and then being like, oh, and you're just a pile of dead fucking bodies. you gotta wait till you get squished or suffocated <laughs> yeah, to death the by the next, next guy's coming down, coming right down. <laughs> you think it's like the, when they heard Buffalo off the cliff? Just 10,000 dudes, <laughs> just give it her. All running? <laughs> yeah. Like lemmings? I mean, oh, fuck. One at a time seems like it would take how way are you too gonna long. Get, how are you going to get that to happen? I'm t- I'm sp- if you're putting me near the cliff, I'm spear tackling somebody. Well, I guess or you're gonna have to kill me. That's I guess they heard them up at the point of spears, and then mm-hmm. they eventually, eventually. People- yeah, but th- you gotta fr- gotta remember this is ten thousand people. Yeah, I know, so I'm saying. The How pe- are you doing that? The people at the front. How of- big is this cliff? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How are you doing that? I'm imagining like a Knox Mountain, like the cliff at Dilworth. Like, at, so they've been surrounded up the fucking There's road. Not ten thousand people could stand up there. <laughs> exactly. So they get marshaled up the fucking road at Spear Point, and some people get to the cliff first, Dude, I and they go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop! Put crown me around here!" <laughs> and the people at the way kilometers away, yeah, kilometers away. It, are getting poked with spears and they're like, we're going fuck. And so in the middle is a mass of people trying to stop from going over the cliff. And these people are getting prodded Dude, off. And doing? then they eventually start tumbling off the cliff by the hundreds and thousands. So. Makes perfect sense. Probably happened. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep uh, tying my shoes, like pretend tying my shoes. If you are ever in a crush, <clears throat> go across the crowd and put your back to a wall. That's how you in a crush, uh, crush like a stampede, a human crush. Oh, if you are ever in that scenario, I just described. That's that's what you do. That's a good idea. You go sideways and put your back to a wall. Never thought about that. Yeah, it's crazy how often that happens too. Yeah, yeah, it is. And in those scenarios, no one has to die. It's not like. Well, sometimes I guess it depends. There's one really bad one that you can watch. on YouTube, it's a fire in a, in a oh, concert. Fuck. The pyrotechnics start the roof on fire, and then like five hundred people like burn to death in like fifteen minutes. And there's you can watch Ooh, fifteen minutes. You can you can watch a video with the timer. Somebody's in How? there, dude. It's the, that's what I'm t- saying. Wow. Every, everyone goes for one door, <clears throat> and then they all get smushed. And then the people at the door can't get through the door, and everyone behind them is pushing as hard as they can. Yeah. And then no one can get out. It's terrible. But the, the video you can watch has a timer going on it. And in five minutes, the guy in the, with the camera gets out and then he points it back at the door. And then you can just see all these people like, ah, it's terrible. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's fucked up. Well, so yeah, like that's I, now, ever since I saw that, every show I go to, I'm like, where's fucking where's back? The, where's another exit? Yeah, the, the one that people aren't going to use. Diving out a window. I'm diving out a window somewhere. And I mean that ha- that's happened a lot. Uh, like sporting events is another one where it can just happen. Like again, people at the f- people at the gates are trying to get in. Hey, the game's starting, and people at the other end are getting smushed into the walls, and there's just nowhere to go. There's a- I couldn't imagine that. I've been at the front of like a concert. Yeah, where the bars pressing into your ribs. Yeah, that's terrible. That sucks, and that's not even that many people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 10,000 of them off a cliff. A lot of hope in this podcast. Dash, dash to pieces, it says. <clears throat> uh, and he took them to a, and threw them down. Dude, hold on. 
Let's think about this for a second. Because you realize the more people that fall, if they're not running and jumping, yeah. they're not even creating a large landing surface area. They're kind of landing in the same spot. <laughs> yes. At a certain point, it would... you're not really falling that far. Yeah. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? You're kind of just tumbling down this pile. <laughs> think of how big it would have to be for 10,000 people. Yeah. Okay, let's say the surface area. Let's do a little calculation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, width of a person, two feet. Sure. Just call it that. This, let's say the surface area that lands on it originally is 10, let's say 20 but people. They, but they let's compress. Let's say 20 people. They compress with weight. Humans definitely and would. And spill out more. So let's, let's say 20 people. Let's just say for easy. 20 <laughs> people, one foot then. Okay. Because right? okay. they're compressed. Okay. So we got 20 people. That's 20 feet. By a foot, right? So we divide 10,000 by 20. <laughs> okay. So we have 500. Times feet. So that would be a 500-foot pile of squished people. <laughs> How many stories is that? That's taller than the cliff for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At some point, you're climbing up the mound of bodies and jumping off that. <laughs> the Bible is so full of shit. Because just they can't even conceptualize these things. <laughs> so meanwhile... The troops. It's 50 stories. <laughs> it's a 50-story building. <laughs> and I realized they would keep spreading out wider than 20 feet. Yeah. But just to prove how ridiculous that is, it's a 50-story building of people. None of this happened. <laughs> like, if you can't even... The desert was goofy. The line of people for, like, what? I like to think they had them going one at a time, and then they were giving them fucking, like, you know, high dive. Like, like scores? Yeah, like 9 out of 10. Going hucking huge triple gainers mm-hmm. down, bang. That would be sick. <laughs> Your last jump. The problem is the winner still dead. You know, <laughs> still dead. Like good job, but ten thousand off a cliff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the troops that Amaziah had sent back and had not allowed to take part in the war raided Judean towns from Samaria to Beth Haran. They killed 3,000 people and carried off great quantities of plunder. When Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir. He set them up as his own gods and bowed down to them and burned sacrifices to them. (laughs) What a fucking moron. You just beat those gods in war. Why would you worship them? Well, he made them his own. He's like, now he he thinks he conquered the gods. He's like, now you're my bitch, as if that's how gods work. (laughs) As if people aren't constantly terrified, and that's why the statues are there. That's why they're sacrificing people and burning. You know, because they're like, please don't do horrible things to me. Like, make none of my crops grow. And bring locusts, and famine, and disease. All the things that gods love to do. And then he goes, you know what? Conquered you. You're my bitch now. Give me what it, god shit. Give me god powers. Dude, sacrifice is such a kind of a hilarious idea. They had no idea what the fuck was going on, how anything worked, and it was just complete chaos willy-nilly. And they're just like, kills? what if we kill something? We can kill babies, we can kill animals, we'll kill animals, all right? They, I think they like animals. So what happened was, <laughs> what I think is, you know, because they don't understand like the correlation does not equal causation thing. Yeah. Just because something happened didn't create that event. So, they, you know, someone killed somebody, and, th- and then... 
something awesome happened. They're like, holy fuck, did that do it? <laughs> that was probably... That was probably it. There's only one way to test. <laughs> yeah, we better do it again. <laughs> it's just... And, uh, Remember it rained for like three days after we had that sick barbecue? <laughs> Let's have an even better barbecue. You know what? God must love the smell of the burning meat. <laughs> 300 rams. Go get 300 fucking sheep. kill them all. <laughs> Often they're doing that many. Remember, like, and then they brought in four hundred cows, three hundred rams. Also, no, they're not. No, they're not, and they don't have ten thousand people. There's, there's five, there's one thousand skinny Jews starving to death. That's what's happening. Okay. Like realistically. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, so he's burning sacrifices to the new gods. Everyone back then looked like Leon Avenue. Just <laughs> picture the poor part of your town. Yeah, a good point. <laughs> I forgot we're international. Uh, the anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and then he sent a prophet to him who said, Why do you consult this people's gods, which could not save their own people from your hand? Basically making my point. Uh, while he was still speaking, the king said to him, Have we appointed you an advisor to the king? Stop. Why be struck down? I don't understand the question. So the prophet stopped but said, I think he's like saying, fucking, you want to fuck around, find out? <laughs> you want to fuck? Keep talking, buddy. Yeah. Keep fucking talking. Are you my advisor? I didn't ask. I didn't, hey, guess who's not asking for advice? Me. Fuck off. So <laughs> uh, the prophet stopped but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. So he's like, fine, I'll shut up, but uh, God's going to fuck you up, and I'm leaving. After Amaziah, king of Judah, consulted his advisors, he sent this challenge to Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Come and meet me face to face. So here, here comes the inevitable civil war. But Jehoash, the king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, the king of Judah, a thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a, Caesar in Lebanon, a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You say to yourself that you have defeated Edom and you are now arrogant and proud, but stay at home. Why ask for trouble and cause your own downfall and that of Judah also? Does that make sense to you, Kyle? No. You know why? Why? Because I wasn't listening. You didn't listen to anything? Okay, so the thistle of <clears throat> Lebanon, fucking, it, they're they're making some sort of metaphor based on, like, you're a thorn in my side, and you're going to get trampled, bad shit's going to happen, a wild beast, you think you're good because you killed the Edomites, listen, man, don't fuck with me, why don't you just give me your daughter to my son, we'll unite our houses, we'll not have a war. It's a good move. And this is the guy with the gods? Uh, this yeah, is the new gods, the new fancy gods. No, this that's the that was the king of Israel, Jehoash. So Amaziah said, "Let's fucking go, pussy." And he's like, and the "I don't." King of Israel's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, I don't okay. think that's a good idea. You'll probably get trampled. You're a thistle. Uh, <laughs> why don't we just have our children bang? How about that? And yeah, weird solution back in the day. <laughs> I mean, it does make a certain degree of sense. It you, makes perfect sense, yeah. actually. But it, when you say it like, let's have our, let's make our children fuck. Oh, yeah. It's like a matter of course. Yeah. It's like a business decision. It is wild that that's what it was. But also, I mean, th that's how you unite 
enemies, I guess. Well, now you're family. Yeah, I know. As soon as they have kids, it's both your grandkids. Exactly that. That's how you unite the thing. Amaziah, however, would not listen, for God so worked that he might hand them over to Jehoash because they sought the gods of Edom. So we have once again an example of God hardening somebody's heart so that they can't do the right thing. And then God punishes them for it. This is the kind of shit that made me lose my faith. <laughs> so God specifically talked to him this time or he thought God was going to do He sent stuff. a prophet and then he didn't listen to the prophet. And now God's like, well, now you can never listen because it's not up to you anymore. And Christians You say, didn't listen to me once, so I'm never giving you good information anymore? No, I'm. you're just... <clears throat> You are now, I am over, my will is superseding your will. You cannot, you will no longer ever be listening to my, to me or my, you know, my advice. Mm -hmm. So. So he cut him off. Well, he could, well, he condemns, you're now condemned to hell. The same thing that happened to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, God hardened his heart to teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. He wanted to demonstrate his power. That was the most egregious. This seems a little different. Well, God so worked that he might hand them over to Joash. So it's God. This oh, is God's God. going to hand him over. Yes. Okay. And he would not listen. So God, because God wouldn't let him listen. <laughs> I mean, so the Christians say to me, though, yeah. uh, well, you you can see he already demonstrated that he was not, he was following other gods. So, he's, so you're not allowed redemption by that logic, though. I, that's exactly it. That's what uh, they never have an answer for. It. So Jehoash, the king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by Israel, and every man fled. That's Amaziah's army, Judah, was routed by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, the king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Joash brought him down to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section of about 600 feet long. He also took the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of God that had been in the care of Obed-Edom together with the palace treasures and the hostages and returned to Samaria. So he fucking totally, completely victorious, smashed their walls, took their shit. As God, uh, not only allowed, but intended to command. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, the son of king of the son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign from beginning to end, are they not written in the kings, on the book of kings of Judah and Israel? From the time... Yeah, we actually already read those. Uh, different stories were a little bit different. Not the same consistency. So from the time Amaziah turned away from the following of the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried with his fathers in the city of Judah. Well, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kyle? Do you have time for one more? Nope. Okay. We getting emails this week, Kyle? We did. Oh, shit. That makes me feel good. <clears throat> Thank you for uh, emailing. You can email us with any kind of questions about the Bible, about church, about Christianity, why, you know, what your dreams mean. <laughs> this one. Why won't God heal your cat? Anything, really. Yeah. This one's titled Pity Email. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hello again, guys. Hey, what's up? Who is it? Juhani from Finland. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what's up, dog? 
As fellow atheist and ex-Christian, mm-hmm. this podcast is very in point that how easy is to believe something greater than humankind. Okay. Not 100% sure a- I understood that. There is more, though. Okay. All religions are fairy tale for adults because they free you from your actions or justified actions you take in the name of faith. Some people do use it. That is a problem with religion, justifying your actions. Yeah. Based on the book. Okay, if, if it goes against, let's say, your societal... Uh, norms. Norms and laws, and you go, no, actually... Like maybe- this is goes this goes higher than you. This is goes to God. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> this goes higher. My than God me. actually skips your government, and uh, I'm a free citizen of the United States, so I don't have to have a driver's license or. Well, it is bad, dude. Imagine living in freaking Sharia law, ISIS land, where uh-huh. women can't go to school, and you have like complete control over your wife, like she's your slave or prisoner or whatever mm-hmm. imagine living in that society and they're just like look i don't want to but the book says this is how we're supposed to do it but that's that's not only the book that's their cultural laws too that's their societal laws i guess that's that's they're not superseding them those are their laws okay but okay sometimes those <clears throat> guys take that outside of those countries and do it sure yeah like i know of it happening in, in canada. canada yeah yeah fuck so dumb uh, so I, that's that's part of the pe- people. That's part of the, the argument that I guess it's funny when people go Christians isn't as violent a religion as Muslims, and the only difference is I guess after this you can kind of say it isn't because they had Jesus th- that went. By the way, everything I did was a little much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so they did kind of be like, well, you know, I was a little a little angry back then. Well, he's coming back and he's going to kill a bunch of people when he comes back. He's going to be riding a horse mm. with a fucking sword. But I mean, it's it, they're both very violent. Yeah. And Christianity is only in the last like hundred years stopped being so violent. It was terribly violent mm. up until that time. The worst violence almost done in the Middle Ages in Europe was the Christians to other Christians for believing the wrong thing. That's. The name, right? Yeah. United Atheist Alliance. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> My struggle is that religion gives me hope to dream life after death. Your faithful servant from Finland. So I guess, I think what he's saying is religion seems like a fairy tale to free your, to free you from the consequences your actions may, might have. You, you no longer have to justify them because the Bible says they're okay. Yeah. So he that's why he thinks it's bad, but his struggle is... That he wants to live forever. Well, I got bad news for you. Imagine growing up in Finland and me like, I'd like to do this forever. But you might. I mean, who's to say? We don't know. I, I, I mean, based on everything around us that dies and does not get better, yeah. I would say that probably we don't live forever. What if you just get fucking shoved out another hole right into a new universe of fucking rebirth? That's possible. <laughs> Could you imagine? So that is possible. Pete Holmes had a great fucking. Uh, but by that logic, we wouldn't be conscious of it. I know that's the. So there's no doesn't make a difference. So you're dead anyways. Essentially, you're not conscious of your reincarnation. You're dead. No, but some people claim that they can remember shit from past lives. Yeah. <laughs> they're never. They're never a fucking loser though. They're always like, I was actually the Dalai Lama. <laughs> you're like, really? Wow. Were you? Wow. Uh, look how far you fall. You were in a dung beetle? <laughs> you don't remember eating shit? No one's like, I was a fly and I ate a lot of crap. 
I remember the taste. I loved it. I was a star way fucking far away. Yeah, me too. I'm about to be reborn. (laughs) (laughs) We found each other. I mean, it's possible anything can happen, man. I I say go yeah, for it. I have it. that written on my wall. Get both get, those. Anything can happen. Go for it. Get get nine thousand and nine hundred ninety nine of your friends and go run and jump off a cliff and see what happens. And then film it. That would be how long do you think it would take? Honestly, we already t- did this. I know, but how long? Like for a thousand for ten a thousand people to jump off a cliff? Yeah. I guess I've, I'm looking well, at at like, a rate of are we all running? Are we pretty good? Are we pretty good in synchronicity? Or because you know, as soon ten a thousand people running in formation, people are gonna <laughs> fall. Like you're not you efficiently getting over that cliff. It would take all day, is what I'm saying. I'm just wondering if you could do it in a day. I could get it done in uh, two hours. In a morning? Two hours, dude. Have it done by lunchtime. And, and assuming all these people want to kill themselves, right? They can't wait. Canada proposed a new law allowing people to kill themselves, but only, but only suicide off a cliff. So we round up everyone that wants to die. We're like, all right, you got to sprint, though. You got to earn this one. <laughs> That's a good thing we're doing, eh? Legalizing suicide. I th- what, you don't think it's good? No, I think it's bad. I think it's fine. It's bad. I mean, it's people are going to do it anyways, man. Yeah, but here's the uh, th- Making it illegal is like the That's, dumbest that's my shit. whole point. People are going to do it anyways. Those people are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing you could do beyond support from your family, maybe. Right. But to go to a doctor, this person is seeking help in yeah. this scenario. <laughs> okay. When he's getting government assisted suicide, they've, they're seeking help. And there's a person who might make money that's going, yeah, you know what? You are fucked. I guess I'll let you kill yourself. That doesn't seem right to me. No, that, that, that when you paint a picture like that. That's Take not- a gun, blow your fucking brains out on your own. That doesn't bother. Go do that if you really, really life shitting on you. But the government assisted suicide thing just rubs me the wrong fuck away. All right, we'll see you next. And week. You don't have to pay for them to get health care. Yeah, way. no, we're paying. Oh uh, yeah, saved a lot of money there.